you know, we could all use some encouragement. And I've got some good news for you. Welcome to 5 Minutes with Mark. Well, greetings, friends. Welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. And we're going to pick up the story, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, at verse 1. Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Wow. I love this little snapshot that we get here of the real life of Jesus of Nazareth. Right? Because he goes home. Now, if you remember, just a few chapters back, his mother and brothers were trying to drag him out of Capernaum to take him back home because they thought he'd lost his mind. Well, now he goes back home of his own will. His disciples follow him. Again, there's probably more than 12. There was probably a, a pretty solid entourage. Uh, and they all come strolling into Nazareth one day. And Jesus goes into the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his way, and begins to teach them. And... And the people are sitting in the synagogue and they're going, wait a minute, we know this kid. Where's he coming up with this stuff? He's teaching like we've never heard before. Remember, he did that in Capernaum and they were amazed. He taught as one who had authority, not as the scribes and the Pharisees. He's bringing a, a new way of looking at things. He's proclaiming the kingdom of God and he's announcing this new way of life. These amazing works have been done. He's been healing people and casting out demons and doing all these incredible things. And, and they know these things. I think that's really interesting. Where did this man get these things? Where did he get this wisdom? Where did he get these works? How can he be doing all these things? And their problem was not that it was something new and different. The problem they had was Jesus was all too familiar. We know this kid. We know his mom. We knew his dad. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. We know everything there is to know about him. He left us and he came back different. But they couldn't get over the fact that they knew him. I think sometimes we struggle with the familiarity of the gospel story ourselves. I think sometimes we're so used to the words, we're so familiar with with the story. We've heard it so many times. If you were like me and you grew up in church, I mean, there are certain stories you've been hearing all your life. And they lose their impact because we just know what it says. Yeah, 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 and Jesus rose from the dead. Right? We miss the impact because we just come to it with the contempt of familiarity. I think this is really fascinating too. 
The Bible's very clear. Jesus had four brothers and sisters. Sisters. Didn't say sister, it says sisters. We don't know how many sisters he had, but we know he had four brothers. That's a pretty big family. And we know that he had a he had a vocation. He was a carpenter, it says right here. Isn't this the carpenter? We know this guy. He fixed my chair. And now he's telling me about the kingdom of God. Come on now. What's this all about? And Jesus' response, I think, is just classic. He looks at him and he goes, Anywhere else I go, I have honor. But a prophet never receives honor in his own country, among his relatives, and in his own house. Because they know him too well. And this speaks again to this humanity of Jesus. I told you, Mark's gospel gives us a very human Jesus, and this is a very human moment. And it reminds us that Jesus indeed was a little boy. He grew up playing with balls and sticks like boys do. He climbed trees, he chased girls, he, he did whatever kids would do. He was a young man said Jesus was about 30 years of age when he began his public ministry, so he had gone through his 20s. He was a little odd because he wasn't married in his 20s. But everybody was a little suspicious of him anyway, because remember, his mother was not married when she was with birth, or with child. <laughs> there was that whole thing that kind of followed him around. But here, here the problem with the community is not with what he says. It's just the fact that they know him too well. He's too human. He's just one of us. And I think that's an incredibly powerful thing for us to hold on to in this day and time. We'd like to see God as some kind of cosmic bending machine. Jesus is some kind of spiritual power that we can invoke by using his name and saying the proper words in the proper order. We kind of treat Jesus like he's, you know, some kind of magic spell. That's just not so. The fact is, Jesus of Nazareth was 100% human. He experienced life just like you and I have experienced life. He grew up. He bumped his leg. He hit his thumb with a hammer. He saw a girl and thought she was cute. He had friends, I'm sure. He had guys that he grew up with. They played games together. They learned to read together. They taught each other. They, they studied together. As he got older, he sat around the campfire and talked deep into the night about spiritual things. As he became more and more self-aware, I'm sure he, he struggled with, when is the right moment for me to leave this very comfortable life and enter into this ministry? He was waiting for some kind of sign from God. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But we know that the day that he shows up at the Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist, he began a new phase of his life. It's going to end with a cross and an empty tomb and an ascension back to the throne of heaven that he stepped down from to become just one of us. I think that's an incredibly powerful thing for us to understand. He knows us because he is us. Don't let your familiarity with the story take away your awe from its power. That was close.
remember, Jesus is real. He loves you. And he's there for you. All the time. See you next time. I hope you're enjoying this Bible study, this quick devotion. If you'd like more content, you'd like to know more about me and see more of the things that I'm doing, check out my website, theeclecticmonk.com. There you'll find out about my video vlog, my podcast, and a whole lot of other stuff. Hope you'll join me there. Thanks.